Hi, this is Mike Claiborne, and thanks for listening to ClavesOnline.com. And before we go any further, I'd like for you to take a listen to one of my friends from Ameren, Illinois. He's their vice president of gas operations, Eric Kozak. <laughs> That's right, I said gas operations because they're more than just an electric company. When you think about electricity and natural gas, how many natural gas customers do you have in the state? 816,000 gas customers in the state of Illinois that we serve. That's so. a big number. It is. It's a it's a big number and big responsibility. You know, we don't take that lightly, and uh, you know, it's a uh, it's a privilege to serve the customers in the state of Illinois. And our and me and my coworkers, you know, we take that very seriously. So if you think about the state of Illinois, anything but pretty much Chicago and the Chicago suburbs is served by Ameren, Illinois. And so our service territory is actually uh, 44,000 square miles. It's bigger than the state of Indiana. That's a lot of coverage. And so when you think about coverage and we think about sources of energy, most people think of Ameren, Illinois for electricity, but natural gas is a major player in what you do. Yes, it is, uh, Mike. You know, natural gas, we, you know, like you said, Ameren, a lot of people think electricity, but Ameren, Illinois is made up of three companies that all had natural gas before, and those combined companies are a top 25 gas utility in the nation. We have over 18,000 miles of pipeline throughout the state, 12 uh, storage fields, and uh, 1,250 miles of transmission lines that serve our customers. That, that's a lot of property and a lot of coverage. So give me some of the uses for natural gas and some of the things it's being used for other than maybe being on a gas grill. Yeah, so I, you know, the easiest way for me to describe that is, uh, you know, I built a house about 10, 12 years ago. So I have a gas furnace. I have a, it heats my home, obviously. I have a gas water heater. I have a natural gas dryer. I have a gas stove for cooking my food and oven. I also have a gas uh, fireplace, which also serves as a little furnace for my living room. And I have a gas grill, as you mentioned, for cooking my food. So I got six appliances in my house that run on natural gas. So you're covered with gas, or in this case, cooking with gas. Yeah, I'm you're cooking with gas, gas, right. Here at the ballpark, and we have a chance to visit with, as they used to call him, Will the Thrill Clark. He had one year with the Cardinals. He hit three forty-five. It was your last year in the big leagues, and it, it seemed like you were having as much fun as anybody I've ever seen when it came to a deadline deal. Yeah, it was, uh, it was one of those things where I was swinging the bat pretty good with Baltimore, and, uh, and then uh, the Cardinals came a-calling, and immediately I went from last place to first place, and uh, – <laughs> Uh, you know, when you're thrust into a pennant race like that, it's a lot of fun. It was it was fun coming over here and being part of a great clubhouse, being under Tony LaRusse's tutelage, and then uh, having some unbelievable uh, young players with you too as well. And you had some pros on that team. and You were like the <clears throat> final piece to a team that was looking for one more pro. And you walked in, and, man, you took over that clubhouse, and everybody just – well, they want to make sure your beer was cold after the games. <laughs> but you were a guy that was the final piece to a pretty good puzzle. You know, uh, Tony, as soon as I got to, um, you know, the the clubhouse, he called me in the office and he said, look, he said, we got a good group here. And, uh, you know, I'll let you guys police your own out there. And he says, I want you to be a major part of that. And so that was something that I had always, you know, liked doing. And I, uh, I went ahead and did it while I was here in St. Louis. We had uh, a great group with, uh, you know, Big Mac and then, Eric Davis and, and, you know, some of the other guys, Daryl Kyle and Andy Bennis, you know, people like that. And so it, was, it really was a great group. And, uh, you know, we, we, we were not only a family, you know, on the field, we were a family off the field too. The guys all hung out together. You know, I know you're around the Giants organization and you see these young kids. Do you think these kids have as much fun 
as maybe you did when you were playing. Now, granted, the camera phone's got yeah, a lot to do with that. Yeah. But as far as spending time together off the field. You know, that's that's one thing I don't see. I don't see the camaraderie off the field as much. Uh, and that's why, you know, when you're at the ballpark, you know, that's why chemistry is so important uh, because the guys are not spending time, you know, away from the field together and, and talking shop, basically, um, whereas we did that in our generation. You know what else we miss around this game is that majestic swing you had. <laughs> Man, I got to tell you, you left hand ahead and you had the sweetest swing and I used to watch guys from the right side try to emulate that swing. And you had that. I knew people who knew you from your days in New Orleans in high school. So he's always had that swing. Nah. I mean, when you got to Mississippi State, that those were some really good teams yep. you were playing on yep. there. But that swing was so distinct. You know, it was it was one of those things where, you know, you tried to be as short as you could to the ball mm-hmm. and as accurate as possible. And then after that, we called it getting long through it, which which meant you stayed on the same plane as the baseball. And uh, that's how you were able to get some backspin on the ball. And, uh, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to uh, be able to do it out on the field. Guys like Ken Griffey Jr., Tony Gwynn, you know, guys like that. I mean, they Edgar Martinez, you know, you, you watch all of those guys, and they were very, very similar in that regard. Yeah, but yours was very noticeable, man. You, <laughs> well, you, thank you. And, and I guess the reason why it stood out, because when you was in San Francisco, those battles you guys had with the Cardinals, because yeah. you guys were both on top of your games in that yeah. era, Jeffrey Leonard and some of those other good players you played with over right. there, and the Cardinals were loaded too. So we saw your A game all the time. Yeah, yeah. You know, one of the one of the things when you came to St. Louis, you know, they always had the great reputations. I mean, you know, you talk about your Red Shandies and your Stan Musials and your Bob Gibson, your Lou Brock. I mean, those are just a few of the names. And, you know, at the same time, you know, you get the Giants having to say hey and, you know, Willie McCovey and, you know, Orlando Cepeda and Juan Marichal. So, you know, both organizations had, you know, a very, very talented background. And it was two class organizations, you know, button heads to uh, see who's going to go to the World Series. And, uh, you know, we had some spirited battles back then. That's a nice way to put it. Spirited. Yeah, yeah, spirited. <laughs> I can remember that one Sunday yeah. afternoon yeah, when you and Jose Alcindor yeah, got to meet each other at second yeah. base. Yeah. Yeah, and, was, then, and then I came over here when I got traded. Jose's my third base coach. <laughs> <laughs> and he and I, he and I, we had a lot of fun together. We had some beers. We laughed and giggled. And, hey, that was just part of the game back then. When you look at the game now, what do you miss about it, and what do you think we should see more of and uh, less of? I miss, I miss the hard-nosed version of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh they're playing pity pat with the game now. I mean, it's touchy feely. I mean, and then you know, way too many rules right now. I mean, you know, strike zone and the box and twenty second clock and you know, trying to move the mound back. I mean, hey man, it's it's the same game it was one hundred and fifty years ago. Let the boys go out there and play. And it's worked. It, it's worked for a long. It's long worked, time. and the fans love it. Stay with it. You're a special advisor to uh, Brian Sabian with the Giants. Uh, so do you get a chance to go out and watch some of the young players? Because you guys have some pretty good people. Yeah. you got yourself. you got Lee Smith in the organization, yeah. some other guys who really understood the game and now are trying to give something back. Definitely. And, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I go around and not only see the uh, the Major League Club, I'm one of their special hitting instructors, but I also go around and see all of my league clubs too. Uh, I'm in uh, Louisiana, so the easiest ones for me to get to are – Richmond, Virginia, which is double A, and then uh, low A ball, which is Augusta, Georgia. So I see the East Coast teams and, 
you know, a lot of our other guys go see the West Coast teams. But, uh, you know, like we talked about, you know, you just mentioned it right there, you know, Lee Smith and, you know, Steve Klein, another former Kleiner, Cardinal, yeah. you know. I mean, we got, some, we got some talent over there as far as the coaching staff goes, and they're trying to, uh, you know, make these young guys better and better. And Vince Coleman's over there now Correct. teaching base yeah. running. Yeah, that's there, right. There's another lost start to the game. We don't see enough guys who know how to run the bases, let alone steal one. Yeah, and Vince does a real good job. Vince is uh, – He's very vocal about, you know, you know, being a, a threat on the bases and, and since he's been on board we've done a better job of running the bases. Tony LaRusa, Roger Craig, you played for some really good yep. managers along the way yep. in your career. Who did you learn the most from? And granted, Tony, that might be unfair <coughs> because you were no. only with Tony for a short period of time. But who are some of the guys you learned the most from about the game and how to play it? You know, um, you mentioned Roger Craig. You know, he was a fly by the seat of pants guy. Cardinal. Yeah, yeah, fly by the seat of pants guy. And, you know, I, I learned a lot from him and then also how to be on your toes because you never knew it was going to happen. You never know if, you, <laughs> you know, bases loaded, you might get the squeeze on. You never know. And, uh, you know, then uh, Dusty Baker was my hitting instructor for five years before he became my manager. And he, he and I were two peas in a pod, you know, and then I come over here with St. Louis and I get – you know, Tony LaRusa, who I had played against when he was in Oakland all those years and, you know, got to really appreciate what kind of a manager he was. And, uh, you know, I'd go to battle any day for Tony. Well, you know what? It was fun to watch you battle. It was fun to watch that swing and just how the emotion you would show playing on the field. I wish we had more of it, but more importantly, I appreciate you spending time. Right, it's my pleasure. Thank you all for having me. I mean, this is this is a lot of fun coming back to St. Louis. This is very fond memories. Uh, this is this is actually where I retired. I retired as a Cardinal. And, uh, you know, the, the four months that I was here were, were absolutely fabulous. The fans treated, you know, not only myself, my family, but also the rest of the players extremely well. They're very knowledgeable, they're very vocal, and I love them. Well, you know, once you put your foot in a batter's box in a Cardinal uniform, one time you're a Cardinal for life. <laughs> hey, look, especially when you put your foot in the batter's box in your first swing here at Bush Stadium, you hit a homer That's right. on the first pitch. It, you know, they, they, they kind of like you those things. You look at early that day. They, yeah. they kind of like those things. Take <laughs> they, Mr. Glavin out of they, here. They, 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 they never forget a good player in Will Clark. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Glad to be here. Hey, Mike Claiborne here, and by the way, thanks for listening to ClaibsOnline.com. Before we go any further, coming up next, I want to introduce you to one of my friends from Ameren, Illinois. He's the vice president of gas operations. He is Eric Kozak. That's right. They're not just an electric company. They're also a gas delivery provider. Now, when you talk about smelling and locating gas and the potential for you to have a problem, what are some of the problems and some of the issues a customer could have aside from as the eventual, perhaps an explosion of some sort. So what are some of the other concerns you try and maintain? Yeah, so our number one concern is uh, calling 811 before you dig. 811 is a national number. People will come out and they will mark the lines for you and let you know where your gas service is. So if you're putting in a basketball hoop or you're putting in a bush, call 811. Because if you don't call 811, you might have to call 911. <laughs> and we want to prevent that call. So that's the main issue is people calling 811 before you dig so you know where the pipelines are in the ground. Is there a charge for that? There's no charge for 811. <laughs> in a situation where you're going to do some work, as you mentioned, how deep do you have to go before you would hit on a gas line? You know, I, if you're sticking in a shovel in the ground, you should call 811. You know, we don't, uh, you know, we put our uh, pipes in, you know, 24 inches for service and 30 inches, but landscape change over time. You know, different things happen. You don't know what the previous homeowner did. He might have took a bunch of dirt off. So if you're going to stick a shovel in the ground, you need to call 811 before you dig. 
And I just want people to know that, you know, natural gas is a clean, reliable, safe fuel. But like any source of energy, it can be dangerous. So if you do smell gas, you know, pick up the phone and call us. We respond 24-7, seven days a week, no charge, ever. And we respond on average within 22 minutes. Over 33,000 calls a year we get, and our average response time is around 22 minutes. And I think that's pretty good. I think it's impressive. So that's, that's the main thing is. And have your equipment checked out. And it's a wonderful product you can use for many, many years worry-free.